0: Episode 99 of the School PR Podcast. Matthew, are you ready for this one? I can't believe it's 99 and what an amazing episode for number 99. We are ready. like rock. It's a panel of epic proportions.
1: And here we go. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar.com, and nickelstrategies.com advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran.
0: All right, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thrilled you are here, and we are thrilled to have three special guests, Matthew. We've never had three guests one podcast. This is uh, it's a little crazy. It's a very special moment indeed, and a very special team. It is awesome. Yes, this is the team from Peach Jar, and I'll allow uh, Matthew to do the proper introductions. But welcome, everyone. Great to have you all here. This is going to be so fun. Yes, yeah, happy is very to be here. Cool. We are joined
2: uh, by our district success team. We've got Keeley leads up that effort and Kelly worked together on that team and myself in district sales uh Tabassum is here. So actually, maybe we could just really quick, like just sound off, give me your title and, uh, and what, what your role is kind of at PeachJar, how you see your role. So Keely, let's start with you.
3: Yeah. So I am the director of district success here at Peach Jar. Um, I've been here a little under a year and it's been an amazing journey so far. Um, I, I co-lead the team with Kelly that's also joining us. Uh, so yeah, really excited to get into the, the details of what we do and uh, create some excitement around Peach Jar.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, you're the newest member on the team on this particular panel, followed quickly by me. And then we have the next two who are Peach Jar originals, pretty much. So Kelly, let's hear from you.
1: Yeah. Hey guys. So I am the lead district success manager. Um, I really work with the districts directly, um, help them get peach implemented into the districts and mm-hmm. I'm their, their main point of contact moving forward. Um, I've been doing this about just over nine years now. So, uh, so, I know how it works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you definitely know peace charting it and out. And to Bossom over in District Sales, what about you? Give us a little hey, bit about Hey,
4: guys. Thanks, Matthew. Yeah, I'm the National Sales Director here, going on my 11th year. So, <laughs> I'm the senior citizen of the group. <laughs> um, but it's super exciting to be here, uh, especially, you know now because of all the cool things and i'm sure we're going to cover some of that but some really fun things happening and it's just been great to see the evolution and you know ryan and i've known each other for a while as well because he's been um you know a big fan and obviously big school pr guy so the guy to know nationally as well so yeah super excited to be here
2: ryan's an okay guy let's let's just (laughs) tame it a little bit we don't need to get too excited and carried away
0: right (laughs) yeah i to Bossum, I'm trying to figure out, I was showing Matthew a couple of weeks ago. I still have a peach jar t-shirt that has to be nine, 10 years old. So I'm trying to figure out when we met because I remember I met you first. There was the other, Oh God, he always slips my name. He's doing real estate now, but I remember meeting him at one of the first conferences. Uh, but it, Joe
4: Farage.
0: Joe. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Good old Joe. Um, so I remember meeting you and him at the first conference. I'm thinking my first conference was Sacramento. Me and Daniel Thigpen confused each other because he thinks his first conference was mine, and but he says his was uh. OC. I thought my first one was Sacramento. But we probably go back 10, maybe 11 oh, yeah. years. For sure. Yeah.
4: Probably 2013 and 14 because our very first CalSpro was 2013 is my understanding. And yeah. 2013. It could have been Sacramento's. I think or- it was
2: 2012, Actually, it was. Awesome. It, was
4: it could have been 2012 in
2: Anaheim. Because that's yeah, that's where I met y'all, and I went back into our okay. system and and found my notes of all the things you wrote about me in 2012 when I signed on to Peach oh. Up. So. <laughs> It was it was 2012. Oh.
3: Hey,
2: can you do go, it? Go. Awesome? I will tell you, I was a little nervous because <laughs> now I do have access to some records. And I will say that I went back in there and I Googled my I like looked up my own name in there, and you all were so nice. It just, oh, I like this guy, he's great, he's really into peace jar. It was all this just really positive stuff. And um, that's just it, it's been my experience about everything that uh, that P-Star has ever done is it's just such a great team and so supportive and just really kind to all of us out there at school districts and all the things you've done for um, so i I got to throw a flag on
0: the play here. I am pretty yeah. sure you went in and edited that and you're like, oh, this <laughs> guy's so awesome. He's so nice. I, is that the real, what was originally put in, put in the system? <laughs> It was,
2: it was 2012. It was pretty cool. I launched,
0: I launched in 2012. Matthew, don't let me know what was said about me in my file about the uh, potential. Oh, no. I, I continue to make notes about you in the file.
2: So, uh, you know, one of the things that's really fun is I think it was 2012. It might have been 12 or 14, but Jennifer DiRico. So shout out to Jen DiRico. Huge. Amazing, also Another really amazing player on the scene. I get to see her tomorrow in in Northern California up in Santa Rosa. We're doing a, a regional event. But, uh she sent me a handwritten set of notes, all kinds of questions she had about peach jar from me back in, it was like 12 or 13, something like that. And it, it's dated. Of course, you know, Jen, it's dated. And she had all these questions for me about peach jar and how it works. Um, uh, and that was, that was the first time her and I had ever had a conversation, which is kind of fun. And yeah.
0: It was about peach jar. Yeah, this is, I always tell people, new vendors and me and Matthew served on the Calisper board. So we had the great, uh, position to kind of know more people in our field that are our colleagues, but also work with a lot of the vendors as we put on the conferences. And as we get new vendors over the years, they're always kind of you know, trying to figure out how to make connections, relationships, make sales, and get their product out in front of people. I always use Peach Jar as an example of how to do it at conferences, how to network, build relationships, because you guys have a culture where you're not hard sales, you're not pushy, you're very relaxed, you're there for people, and that will set you up for long-term success. Some vendors, we've all been at the conferences, they're pushy, they're mm-hmm. sending you a million emails, phone calls, and they just wanna talk house. about their product, and you guys just have built that culture. And what I will say is that it it's hard to sustain that over the years as you grow and you guys have grown and you're basically, in every district but maybe like two in the nation which is just incredible <laughs> we'll but to, to grow and sustain and to remain that culture when you start out small is very impressive i've seen companies start small and have that great culture but as they grow and get bigger it kind of it unwinds a little bit because of just more and more people but i've been super impressed by the culture of peach over the years Kelly and Tabas, I mean, either one of you want to chime in on that? I mean, you've been here the
2: longest, and and I would totally echo those thoughts. So, anything you want to share just on the culture, peach jar, and kind of that 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 process of you know that you've gone through together?
4: I, you know, it's great that you bring that up, Ryan. Um, it kind of brings me back to when I met um, Stephen Nichols when he was at Fol- Folsom Cordova, and he actually really noticed our team um, because what we used to do during sessions was that we actually attended at a conference. Um, we don't like sitting behind a table. Um, we like to learn about the important issues uh, that our school PR folks are dealing with. Um, it's not just about paper flyers, our business, right? We know that you handle a lot of different things like media crises, and there's a lot going on, right? I, I like to joke that school PR folks are um, are kind of like the doctors of the district, because you guys have two phones. Like, What other you know, uh, I guess profession other than a doctor, I guess, would carry two of those phones. I mean, you guys are always there. So Stephen actually really remarked on the fact that we, you know, he liked that we used to come into sessions, participate, and that's kind of what we are. And I know you like using the word vendor. And I always been telling my friends
3: in school (laughs) PR,
4: it's no, it's okay, that we're partners. That's how we view ourselves is that we're your partners. Um, I love I love that word. I feel like a lot better versus vendor, like, you know, that transaction of like, get your Coke bottle yeah. out of the vending machine. So we're really here to support you guys. Um, and, you know, you guys.
0: But that is okay. That's okay. the one thing that I really appreciate. A, Stephen Nichols is another one of our big sponsors for a long time, and he does it right. And he probably learned from you guys. But mm-hmm. what you said about going into sessions, yeah. learning what we do and understanding our field, because... Some partners will just go to conferences, sit in the partner mm-hmm. hall, vendor hall, and they'll just kind of find their opportunity to talk. But you're in sessions, so it does so many things. A, you understand what we're going through way better because you take the time to sit in those sessions and go through the issues. And then you, you just have more things to talk to us about, problem solve with that. So... It takes more time to sit in the sessions all day, but you you guys have such a better understanding of our needs, our wants, and what we're going through. So I, I really appreciate that aspect.
3: And I'll just speak to my my first week with Peach Sharp. I actually spent it in Texas with Matthew and Kelly and Tabasum yes. at Teesbrah. Uh, so my first ed tech conference, first school PR type conference, uh, they threw me into the wolves. I, I made the joke and said this this is the nice the nicest of the wolves you can be around. Everyone in Texas was so friendly. Uh, we had a great time, but I went into the sessions uh, absorbed everything I could being new into this into this space um, and sitting in a, a I, one of the first sessions I sat in was around crisis communication um, and talking about some of the you know, the, the great challenges that all districts face, even if it, one district is going through a crisis, you know, we all kind of feel it within this space. Um, so just to hear the stories and hear the passion, I didn't realize coming in how uh, passionate this group would be, you know, Peach um the other partners, and of course, the, the, the districts and these communication PR folks that Really live and breathe, uh, the communication for, for schools. So yeah, that was my first dip into this world. And I just thought, what an amazing orientation to just be flown to an, another state and, uh, you know, get, get my hands dirty that way.
2: It was a lot of fun to have you along with us. I think it was Kelly and I that were talking. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly, but I think it was you and I that were talking in St. Louis at INSPRA. And somebody had come up and like said, they literally said, I just want to come hang out with y'all for a little bit. You know, uh, one, of, one of the PIOs. And then when they left, you know, we were talking about how, like, we just genuinely like each other. Like, we have fun. I love hanging out with everybody on this call right now. I just love catching up with families. And what What are you doing? What do you got? What do you got coming up for trips? We just genuinely enjoy each other's company. And so, I think we we I was told that we put off this vibe of just we're the fun group, and and we're the, we're we're kind, and and uh, people just want to be part of that. So it's cool.
0: Yeah, you guys definitely have that vibe. And Kelly, you've been there nine years. Is that's that's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was. I mean, I started you know down in in customer service i was answering calls answering emails i was doing marketing i was i was kind of all over the place but i do remember when i was first hired that um our ceo mike durham was just saying we only hire nice people and it it's not a joke but it it's funny that it's true because we do like matthew just said we do genuinely like each other we have fun with each other and It was at, was it at Nspra when we were just hanging out and we were talking and we were kind of looking around and we saw all the other vendors just sitting there, just, just waiting. And it was just us who were just talking, laughing, having a good time. And it just, it definitely sets us apart from others.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love Mike's philosophy. And there's a couple other companies that do that where it's like, I just want to hire nice, good people. I'll teach them the rest because- You can't teach relationships. You can't teach being nice, positive, and professional. You, you, you either have that or you don't. I mean, you could BS it to an extent, but people read that pretty good. But that's a great philosophy, and it's it's hard to maintain. So I give Mike a ton of credit for that kind of. It's on the application for, for open positions. It says like Only yeah. nice people apply or something like that. It's it's yeah. that's where it's real. How did Matthew get in Peace Jar Then is there like a <laughs> security breach <laughs> or what happened? Security breach.
2: <laughs>
4: He had to take yeah, the lie detector test, and yeah. he passed. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: Matt, but I, I will say, and this this will hurt my soul a little bit because I love giving Matthew more grief than compliments. But he's such a perfect fit for you guys because he he is like um, a he knows school PR backwards and forwards. I mean, that's why when he was um, he does all the PR extra credit stuff for you guys. He's creating all this content. I was looking for a co-host just to kind of change up my format. I'm like, A, he knows all this stuff. B, he's talking to all these people, getting even more information, understanding, you know, he's going back East. He's doing all these things. So, I mean, he is like a dream fit for peach jar in my opinion. Um, and don't tell him, don't tell him I said that cause you know, uh, <laughs> to his head, but yeah, he just, and, and he's just so personable and you he just, he's not a hard pushy sales guy. And Um, so he, he fits in well. Don't (laughs) Don't worry, I'm going to cut all that out of the podcast. Don't worry.
2: (laughs) Please cut all
0: of that out. So, so Peach Jar. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you, Ryan. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, But but I, I I, I will say I am probably the, um, I, I don't want to see my notes from Peach Jar because I am a very, um, high expectations client, I would say. (laughs) And there's probably, there's probably a lot of notes in there like, oh God, Ryan called again. Somebody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> somebody somebody draw the short straw and call them back. But um, Ryan, you
4: were right about that, but let me yeah. tell you, because you were that way, you've pushed us and our product mm-hmm. to like where it is. You know, people so give yourself credit. I mean, we need everyone, right? We need mm-hmm. that push. And I love it when people tell us this could be better because that's yeah. what we strive to do is better be better. So
0: And the, the thing is I'll, I'll tell you my first peach jar story, and then we'll we'll get into it. So I was impressed with Peach jar at that that first conference. I learned about it. I was talking. I remember and even Joe sitting with Joe Farage at the table and having a dinner together. He's not bombarding me. I was asking him questions and he was just answering and so I was just all right, impressed um, and our so our trend that was like my first few months here. I went to that conference and one of my first major rollouts was Peach jar. And so I have this meeting, I still tell the story, uh, with Dr. Dillman, who's now our principal of Arcadia high school at the time she was the ASB director. So she's the one that in our district approves all the, the physical flyers to go up on campus. Everything kind of runs through her. So, and Angie and I are very similar. And so there's some good things with that. And there's some, some interesting components to that, um, So we were in the meeting. I'm explaining Peach Jar to like a group of high school people, ASB, principals. I get them all in there. It's my first time. I'm calling everyone together. They're like, who is this guy? And I think, gosh, I think Joe was in the meeting with me, kind of helping me explain Peach Jar. And Dr. Dillman was in the back of the room and just had this look on her face like she was going to kill me because (laughs) they've had this system. And what is this all about? And this online thing, we got to do this and that. So that first meeting, I'm sitting there like sweating because Dr. Dillman, she's very smart, she's intelligent and she's intimidating. And so I was like, oh my God, she had like, do you guys remember the Keystone Bitter Beer Face commercials where they had that like, you can tell something's not right. I was like, oh God, I'm about to get like destroyed right now. She was not happy with it, didn't like this concept. And then a few months later, everyone, because it was changed, it was tough, everyone loves it. And I, I haven't talked to somebody in Peach Jar besides Matthew in years because the system runs itself. Once in a while, I'll get an email, they'll work with our TAS department. And so it just runs itself. It's so smooth. It's so easy. It's intuitive. The upgrades you guys make, it's not so much changes where it becomes overwhelming. Got to relearn the system. So uh, we've been using it for going on a decade now. And it's just, it saves so much. And it wasn't a thing that I really, as a PIO, thought was my duty at first. Because most of this stuff happens at schools with the flyers, right? So like, what am I going to get involved with? They have a system, they take it in. But once the system was implemented and the principals and everyone saw the benefits of it and the parents... They were thrilled with it. And I went from, you know, getting tomatoes thrown at me in a meeting to like, oh, wow, this guy does know what he's doing. So it it was a funny story for me that I never forget. And Peach Jar was my big first implementation. And uh, Dr. Dillman and I joke about it all the time. But it's been it's worked miracles for us.
2: That's awesome. And we've heard that echoed so many times. Other PIOs. I mean, Keely and I were just in Wisconsin for WISPRA and we had so many people come up to our booth. Same story. Uh, And we get that at all the conferences, which is magic. Um, You know, every time you say Joe Farage, I think of Joe Ferdani. So shout out to Joe Ferdani in in Denver. Uh, I don't know why Joe keeps coming in my head, but I love that guy. Uh, Hopefully (laughs) him in Seattle at Inspra. I miss Joe. Um, Let's talk about what Peach Jar is and where we are right now. Like we have over 900, we are in over 900 school districts across the country. Uh, Something like one out of every four parents in the United States are receiving flyers through Peach Jar, which is pretty incredible. So millions, uh, millions of parents. Uh, are using the service. We've had over 40,000 organizations flow information through Peach Jar um, and, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of schools across the country. Um, Tobossum, do you want to take the lead a little bit on on what Peach Jar is? We'll talk about what Peach Jar is. We'll lean over to the district success team, talk about what implementation is, what successful implementation looks like. And then we'll kind of end, I think, on this little road that we'll be on, on just kind of where we're headed and what, what some of the things we're looking at to the future are. You want to
4: take, us, want to take yeah. us off
2: on the journey to Boston? Tell us a little sure. bit about what P-Chart is.
4: Yeah, let's talk about our mission here first. I think we can start maybe high level. So our mission here at Peachter is to unite parents so that they can be connected to uh, resources that are national, regional, and local resources. If you think about a parent and how... You know, today, how does your think about a parent in your district? How do they find information today, whether it's an after school program, it's picture day the next day, or you've got summer camps coming up? Typically, what you will find in a school district is you're either doing one of two things or a combination. You're looking through if you're a parent, you're opening up that backpack. And with me, it used to be I'd open up it on a Sunday night. And, you know, trying to look for that math paper, but what you'd find is all these flyers, right? So the paper version of this, which we know is super burdensome and kind of crazy, that whole process. Um, or you're the district that is says that you're digital. I do this digitally. And you're attaching all these flyers, which is another process altogether, right? Taking those requests in and then PIOs doing all the work to attach flyers in newsletters. Um, And that kind of is futile, right, because there's this effect that happens that when that parent opens up that email, they just want to read a one or two page newsletter, not all the attachments, and they're not targeted. So with PHR, we're a digital platform that allows parents to see these flyers um, in two different ways. One is direct to the parent at their fingertips on their smartphones, actionable flyers that parents can now calendar and do a lot of cool things with, right? We can, we've got some really cool features coming, but it's targeted. We've got grade level now. So imagine a targeted flyer in a cadence manner. So, you know, once a week there's that expectation, the parent expects it. They can sign up on the spot. So a lot of cool features there, right? With it being in our email and then also a flyer board. So every school district will have a unique flyer board every school will have its own flyer board so that it's unique and a parent can actually go in and visually see these activities and they're not missing anything. So essentially in a nutshell, that's what that is. And our PIOs love it. Why do they love it? Because you have a management system that digitally, once a week, five minutes is what I'm being told, no more than 10, five to 10 minutes a week, is your commitment. And you're just you know, approving these flyers digitally. digitally. And they're going directly to that parent after you submit. So, and I just wanted to add one last thing to this. Um, Our customer service, I think we're really known for that. So we're not just a product where we're leaving folks with a software platform We're a service. So we have live people available by chat, phone call, whether your schools need help or your community partners, we're here to help you with that too. So I think that makes us unique in ed tech as well. The fact that we have like live people there to help you out. So hopefully that helps a little bit in a nutshell as as far as what Peachar is.
2: Yeah, I'd I'd piggyback on that. Tawassam actually says language that I really, really love. She says that we're an extension of your team. Um, And I I think that's awesome. We we truly are. You know, if you have community organizations out there that have questions about how to use Peachar or a principal or whatever that might be, PTA, Foundation, whatever, they can get a hold of us. We are an extension of your team. We take that weight off of you, the burden off of you, and we make the entire process easier. Uh, Ryan has rolled out Jar in his district. I rolled out Peachar in all three of the school districts I worked in absolutely changed my life every single time as it relates to community and after school enrichment opportunities. Uh, As a parent, I know Tabas is a parent that receives them as well. I receive them from my (laughs) district where my kids attend. Um, As a parent, it makes it super easy to be able to go back and find those flyers. They're not lost in a backpack, like Tabas said, but they're also not lost in an email. So I'm not, um, as a parent, having to go back through that mass notification system that my school district uses and figure out, where and what email that the superintendent sent out some newsletter that had something in there about cheerleading tryouts, right? I can go back to my child's website and easily find that flyer within seconds, or I can go back through my email and find it because the channel um, is strategic in the way that the tools are being leveraged. So I always tell districts when I talk to them, uh, keep your mass notification systems for your academics. So when your parent receives a communication from that, from your superintendent, the teacher, the principal, or yourself in the comms office, they know that, that communication is pertinent to their child's academic school day. And then when they get the information from uh, Peach Jar, they'll know that that's enrichment, community opportunities, maybe national opportunities, um, or some of the things that we'll talk about here in just a little bit as far as where we're headed. But um, they know that, hey, this is the stuff, the good stuff that's happening after school enrichment-wise for my child. So it's strategic and differentiated in the way that they're receiving the information. And I find that a lot of people get hung up on a one-stop shop, one system that does it all right and what we're hearing back from parents now and the trends we're seeing is that that's actually not what people want they want to be able to receive information in a disseminated way in which they can go back and find it again easily
3: yeah and i think one thing that we do really well in terms of our customer service um we have a we have a dedicated team for districts we have a dedicated team for our community partners and what I hear all of the time at conferences, especially when I'm, I'm chatting with some of our existing districts is how much time it has saved them that we have the customer service team for their community partners. So if they have questions about how do I get my flyer out to the, the schools within this district? Um, you know, what is the, what is the cost uh, savings moving from the traditional paper flyers and converting over to the, the modern digital era? And so we have a a team that's just dedicated to that training. And then when we're onboarding districts, we really make sure that we focus on all stakeholders. So our communication strategy is not just with the district admins using the tool, but that stretches into the school staff. that will also be utilizing the the tool and the parents that will have that parent experience uh, using the tool. And then, of course, the community partners. So having all stakeholders within this ecosystem understanding the value, um, and, and for the parents especially, um, I have some friends that had no idea where I worked, and then we were chatting about um, you know communication that they're getting from their schools and what do they like about it, and you know me being a little nosy and being still relatively new to this space wanting to know, like, what is what is the parent's experience these days getting information from schools? And they'll bring up Peach Jar uh, for, for its uh, ease of use and the flyer board being something they can have bookmarked and see all of the relevant and new opportunities. Um, so just hearing firsthand from parents that, wow, Peach Jar has really helped cut through the noise that sometimes is in my inbox. And I... Sorry, dog
0: barking. No worries. We love dogs on the school PR podcast. Totally acceptable. <clears throat> yeah. To add on to Keely saying one thing I, I love about Peach Jar is the customer service. And in fact, on our webpage about Peach Jar, we have Rick's email number listed. And so parents, that's what helps us save time is I don't need to walk parents through if they have any technical issues. You guys do that, so you'll help our parent. you'll help me, um, so that's what I love about it as well. When people are switching in our field, they always switching website companies and partners, and I tell them, look, everyone's gonna tell you how easy and seamless it is. It's not, it's a nightmare, you're going to hate it, and it's gonna take you a ton of time. Go with the company that's going to give you the best customer service, because no matter what they say, you're gonna have issues for sure. Whoever is going to be the one that pick up the phone, talk to you, and walk you through those inevitable issues, go with that one. Go with somebody you're going to get the best customer service for. Because they all do basically the same thing. But customer service is what sets you guys apart. And the fact that me as a PIO, I don't have to do all the customer service for Peach Jar is fantastic. Yeah, that's
2: awesome, Ryan. Thank you for the shout out. While we're talking about customer service and district success, we've talked quite a bit about what Peach Jar is. Let's talk, let's head over and talk about what happens when a district's like, and this happens to us every single week. It's, it's so difficult. We have a lot of these come to us and they love us and they want to implement Peach Jar. It's a great problem to have. So what happens when a district signs up? Keely, Kelly, walk us through what successful implementation looks like and what a district has to do and how easy it really is to launch Peach Jar in, in, in a school district.
1: Yeah. So once the district kind of gets, they get signed on with us, they, they, you know, they sign that contract, they are immediately assigned um, someone on our team, a district success manager. Um, so we'll set up a meeting with them, um, with the salesperson. So either, you know, Tabessa, Rachel, anyone on the sales team. Um, and we kind of, we we go through all the steps on what is needed. So we will literally walk you through everything that is needed to get up and running with Peach Jar. A um, couple of the little, little things there. You know, we do need your, your email addresses for your parents so we know who we're sending our flyers to when they come in. Um, we talk about the training process. So we do set up additional trainings for um, the district office. Um, if they need any school training, we'll definitely set up some trainings with their, their school staff. Um, we talk about setting up if we need meetings for or trainings for their community partners as well. Um, you know, we'll get them set up so that everybody knows how to use Peach Jar. Um, we talk about the communication that the district will send out to all of their stakeholders. So making sure their parents know what's coming with Peach Jar, making sure their school staff knows uh, whether or not they're actually going to be using Peach Jar to upload flyers. Um, making sure that their community organizations know that they're partnering with Peach Jar so that that's how they're going to start getting their flyers uploaded. Um, Once, you know, once that meeting is set, we do set up other trainings, um, as I mentioned, especially with the district office. We make sure that everybody knows their roles, how to use them, how to use the platform. And we kind of just check in with them over the next couple weeks to make sure that, they don't have any additional questions, no concerns that they're comfortable with the platform um, before activating.
0: I'd love to That's talk awesome. a couple strategies strategy strand. things for people. I remember talking to Matthew, maybe last year we were talking peach jar and we usually do it as the flyers come in, we just do them. Matthew was saying, maybe start thinking about doing kind of what Tabassum was saying, the weekly schedule. So you just go in weekly, get people on a weekly frequency so they understand, like on Mondays, they're going to get all the flyers. Um, so talk about kind of the pros and cons of, you know, doing it as they come in or kind of a set schedule.
2: We got you tackled. Kelly, Keeley. we did one of you. On we got this all day. A new feature we rolled out not long ago.
3: I will say that one of the benefits of having the schedule distribution in place is so that parents know when to go and look for information from Peach Jar. So if you have it across the week, you know, seven days a week, that can be a little bit hard for a parent to stay on top of. But if you educate them and let them know, hey, we've made a change. We're now, now you can expect the child enrichment opportunities through Peach Jar to come on Mondays and Thursdays. That parent then knows, oh, I'm excited to see what's new. I'm going to go ahead and check this Thursday afternoon. Um, and so I think that really just helps increase engagement, makes the parent experience overall that much better. Uh, but all districts are unique. So you never know. Uh, some, for some cases, it might work to have it widespread throughout the week. But um, you know, if you're looking at that engagement and wanting to maybe potentially increase that engagement with parents. I would suggest looking at a two-day distribution.
2: Yeah, I would, I would echo that. What we found on our end is that the two days seems to be the magic number, so Tuesdays and Thursdays, for example. And as a district, you get to set that. So you can say every Tuesday and Thursday at five o'clock, uh, whatever has been approved that week is gonna go out. We have found that two-day week distribution to be the most in, in engagement, level of engagement return on engagement, which is great. I was actually a little skeptical of that, going to be honest, because as as a district, I was always kind of skeptical about how much and how often I sent stuff out because we do send a lot. Um, But the data is, I mean, it's the data is the data. We have the analytics on the back end and it clearly shows once a week is not as effective as twice a week. So that's good. I
4: think, think, uh, Matthew, it was like maybe around a 46% um, open rate. So pretty great industry wide <laughs> well,
2: what is really interesting about that, and i 'm not going to give away too much here we 're going to talk about the future in a minute, but we are working with uh, one of the most preeminent uh, marketing entities on earth, and they are absolutely shocked at our open rates where they they routinely get two or three percent open rates, we routinely get closer to forty five you know forty six like Tobasov just said. In insane open rates, uh, comparatively speaking, to to campaigns that go on, out around different ads and different things around around the. Why do you? you do
0: why do you get? What do you attribute that to? That is amazing. Is there any something you guys are doing, or something in the layout design? Is there something that? we can learn from that?
2: Yeah, it's a really good question. And please, anybody chime in on this. I do think it's the engagement that we have uh, built into how the flyers are received. You know, they're very, very engaging, visually appealing. They're very easy to interact with. We have call to action buttons on there so parents can sign up and register for events really easily just from their cell phone device, which we know that's where most people are receiving the information, no matter what we send out Mm -hmm. to the district, they're getting it on their phone, right? And so our flyers are coming across uh, mobile optimized in a way that they can interact instantly with them, which is great. Uh, we do have less than it's like a what is it to Boston like a zero point one percent opt out rate zero point
4: four percent less yeah, than one like percent zero point four percent opt out rate so it's Matthew yeah. and I are laughing about that but yeah uh, yeah it's very low <laughs> opt out rate it's so, super so low
2: millions and millions of millions of parents are receiving these emails each week and they're not they want them. Um, so that that just tells you as well that the content that's going out is relevant. It's local, it's regional. it's national resources, and it's good stuff,
4: yeah, and, just and to I was adding, just gonna oh, oh, sorry about that, Keely, go ahead.
3: I was just gonna say I think one thing that i I've really noticed is that it's it's a trusted name for parents when when I oh, it's awesome when I. <laughs> The synergy here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look at you guys. <laughs> I,
3: yeah, we're, we're sharing the same brain sometimes. But yeah, you know, that's, that is huge. And that from compared to other uh, companies that I've even been a part of to hear from every stakeholder that, Oh, wow, this is great. I love this. You know, what, what really roots, what's rooted in that love and, and, uh, the enjoyment of using Dart is that trust built knowing that anything that's coming through Peach Jar has been approved by the school um, and anything that's coming from a national or regional or local partner is for the betterment of children. There isn't that advertisement or there's nothing sneaky in in what we're doing. And I think that that is what really catches uh, a parent's eye, you know, versus Mm -hmm. other things that they could be getting from other forums or platforms or advertisements.
2: Yeah. I I would, I would say that when I left school PR and I joined Peach Jar, I was pretty nervous. I was going into my 18th year in public ed and I wasn't sure if it was the right decision. And the very first leadership meeting I was in, everybody on that call was talking about what's right for kids, what's best for the community, what's best for the families. And it's been that way for every single decision that I've heard the team make ever since. Uh, and that first day was like, all right, I landed in a good spot. We're doing okay here because it's like when you're on a really good executive cabinet team and the superintendent says, what's best for the kids? And that's exactly where the team was here. So um, it it is really cool. I will say too, like, you know, Keely mentioned some of the other partners that are out there. Um, You know, one really awesome benefit that we have is we don't compete. You know, we do offer a completely unique product and service. It's a niche service. There's no one else out there that's doing what we're doing. There's no one else out there that probably wants to or can do what we're doing. And because of that, we have some really great relationships with all the other partners out there. We do complement all the existing communication strategies that you might be using out there at your school district. And we, we work with all the systems you're already using. Um, it's just an easier and more efficient way to share information related to enrichment and after school opportunities. Um, So that's a good one uh, that that Keely kind of mentioned there that I just wanted to dig a little deeper in to make sure people understood. Yeah. One thing
0: I think may help our folks, whether they're current Peach Jar customers or thinking about it, one of the trickiest parts to navigate, and it's not a Peach Jar issue, it is a district issue, is the guidelines for who can post. This co- this causes, at least in our community, uh, lots of questions. Who gets to post? Who can't post? And so I'll be honest, too. So we, we, for years, it was just Arcadia. So if you live in Arcadia, you're a nonprofit. Those are the basics of our guidelines. You can post through it. But then we started getting, well, I'm a block away. We serve your students. We're a non-profit and et cetera, et cetera. And you get a lot of those. And so finally, I, unlike myself, I caved and said, all right, we're going to give this a try. I kind of knew where it was going, but so we opened it up. Like, if you can prove that you're a big benefit, you're a nonprofit, you help our district, but we, we honestly, so we tried it. I wanted to just be like, I'll try it. I'm happy to do it. But it just, it opened up Pandora's box for us. So I would love to hear from you guys as far as when districts go to you and ask, and it is personal to each district, so you probably, I don't know how much advice you can give. What do you recommend for guidelines? Because the value that school districts have for marketers and companies is insane because we have direct connections to your direct demographic that you're trying to reach. Same thing with Peach Jar. Like you guys are so valuable. The companies that are trying to get on Peach Jar to get the word out to parents. Like you said, your read rate is over 40%. Anybody else sending out, you know, Joe Blow sending out an email, they may get 2% read rates. So we have people trying to get on Peach Jar all the time that don't really qualify per our guidelines. When districts ask you advice for setting up their guidelines, what do you guys recommend? I'd be
2: happy to chime in here. I've talked a lot. I have a lot of ideas around this. Anybody else? Go ahead, Matthew. Uh, I mean, the thing is that what, and Tomasin will back me up on this. I mean, uh, the information is getting out there no matter what. You can say no all you want, but somebody's going to the school, they're going to the parking lot, they're hitting parents on the way out of school. They're, they're still sending the information out. So you have a couple of choices. One, uh, and I, I I totally hear what you know, your experience was in, in all three of my districts. We did open it up community wide, and, and it had to be artistic, athletic, uh, academic, social, emotional. It had to have some some of these major components. We had board policy mm-hmm. that shaped that, and then admi- administrative regulations that backed that up. And if you met those guidelines, um, then more than likely your your information was going to be approved. And the thing is that. We know that the majority of children's time uh, of their day is is actually spent outside of school. Something around 4,000 waking hours a year is spent outside of school. Uh, We know the data, and it has nothing to do with jar. We know absolutely, unequivocally, the science shows that a child that's plugged in outside of school is going to do better inside of school. They're going to do better the rest of their life. They're going to come with... Character traits and social emotional skills, coping mechanisms, um, you know, leadership skills, athletic skills. There's going to be a lot of things that they're going to bring to the table just because they plugged in to something that was taking place outside in the community. So as a school district, you're almost serving a higher purpose than you're already serving, which is high enough by giving families and community access to each other and the resources that are going to help everyone else succeed in your district. You'll see higher attendance rates. You'll see higher graduation rates. You'll see better testing scores. You'll see, um, you'll see a, you know, lower drug use, uh, low, lower so- uh, suicide ideation uh, by just having students that are plugged in. Because when you think about it, you, know, you might not realize that a child that's taking a coding class or a tutoring class can lower potentially their drug abuse or their suicide ideation. But a child that's struggling in math, I was one of these children, I struggled in math and I hated a lot of that whole side of my school experience. A child that's struggling in math brings to bear a lot of other stress and a lot of other anxiety. And so by by being able to provide families a bridge to that support through a trusted resource, Peace Jar, and their school and their district, now that child has a better shot at being successful. And that has implications far above and beyond just that math class that they needed help through, right? So it really comes down to, as a school district, um, you are serving your community and your families in an even deeper way if you can find a way to navigate that connection that works for everyone, right? And that's like you said, Ryan, you just got to figure out what that is in the community and what does work and what doesn't work for for each district that is going to be different. Um, Each district will have a really good idea of what that looks like for them. And some have board policy already that's governing the way they do things. Some don't. We have sample policies that districts are using all across the country that we're happy to provide. Uh, we, we give you all the resources to build your website out. We give you all the resources, like mentioned earlier, to communicate to your families and, and parents and guardians, uh, Peace charge rolling out what that means. So uh, we really try to bring, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, everything that you're going to need to make it even as less stressed as possible to roll this out. Because at the end of the day, We know that you're going to be better off with our service. Your families, your communities, your entire district will be better off with PHR. And I think, honestly, that's extremely unique. And you look across the board, you look at website content providers or learning management system providers, all those touch specific markets. But we know we actually will move the needle forward at your district in ways that you're most interested in, in ways that you've probably set goals around, board priorities around. Mm -hmm. That's that's where we're meeting you. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, engagement for students is so important. Like you said, all those stats are impressive and and you're right. There's a direct correlation between students being involved in something they're passionate about and they're happier in school. They'll study harder. They have a, they now have purpose. So even if it's not in your school from eight to three o'clock, but if they're taking piano after school or karate and they love it, they're a much more happy person. And so all those things translate to better grades, better enrichment. So yeah, those are some really good points. And um, it is nice how you guys bundle everything and it makes it so easy. I'm gonna ask one more technical question and then we'll get to kind of what is down the road for Peach Jar. I know you guys are always innovative and thinking ahead. Uh, One thing I've been thinking about recently is changing our disclaimer that we have people put on flyers. I'm not in love with how our language because it almost makes it seem like we ours is basically uh district does not endorse support program. But it's like I almost want to change it to not necessarily or please do your own vetting or, or something like that that's a little bit more not so negative and frame it more positive. Because um, as Matthew knows, I'm way more positive than I am negative. So, oh, positive <laughs> skew that way. My glass is full, it's not half full, it is yeah. full. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you guys have advice for the disclaimer language? Cause I, and that might be a silly question, but I think it's important because it's on every flyer and there's thousands of them and people read it. Any advice on what people should advise their clients to put for disclaimer?
2: Keeley, Kelly, either one, I, I will say that it's really easy to change it. Uh, so if you do have additional yeah. language or if your legal team says, you know, use this instead, which will be even more negative, I'm sure, because uh, we know <laughs> we love our attorneys. Uh, Ryan and I laugh because we probably work with attorneys a lot to put out communication. They'll, they'll draft some communication and then we'll read it and be like, yeah, I'm not sending that out like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is easy to change on, on you know, settings on your end uh, as a school district, if there is something you want to do differently. But Keeley, Kelly, do you have any experience with talking districts through that?
1: Yeah, I mean, so you really can put in whatever, whatever language you want, we do give you suggestions, we can look at other districts and see kind of what they're Mm -hmm. doing. But it doesn't have to be anything formal or or negative, you know, it, it can just, it can be whatever you want it to be. So and it is really simple, really easy in your own account to go in and update it as often as you want to. So you can test it out, see see how you feel and and change it if you need um but yeah, I mean we don't we don't really have any standards or you know anything like that that
0: cool. yeah, that's so cool. what's next for peach jar
2: well we we have a lot of really exciting things coming up uh, you know, I will say that um you know one of the things we didn't cover is cost, uh so as we kind of transition here into the next thing one one of the things I will say is that we are. We are so confident that this is worth it to every single district we talk to um, that we'll, we'll
0: figure out how to get it to fit for you. Um, so let me, let me, let me ask that question though, because from not from the district to peach jar cost, which is I think very good. You won't find anything better. Um, but the question we got a lot initially that I forgot about, cause it's been so long and it's never an issue for us anymore is, well, it cost us more, you know, we're printing out these flyers, it's pretty cheap. And is this going to peach jar? There's a there's a little fee, we got to put these on. What is the cost calculation for people submitting the flyers? And how do you guys talk through people that because I know at first they have questions, but then once they see the math and the, their budget, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Tomas, you want to? Yeah, wanna I, can,
4: I can definitely yeah. speak to that. I mean, pre-pandemic i think we were competitive now after pandemic post-pandemic i think we're even more competitive because just look at a few costs right associated with paper for example so if you're just talking about a district that's fully paper meaning you know they they tell their outside groups or their ptas and even school events you know they're all being paper photocopies the the cost of that so just the hard paper the cost of i'm sorry matthew so the cost of the paper the cost of um you know, the paper alone, so the hard copy cost of the paper alone, that's definitely gone up. And then you're looking at the cost of actually copying, whether you do this internally. Because when I was at, I was at Mad Science of San Diego for 15 years prior to coming to PR, which is an after-school provider for Hands-On Science, we had two photocopying machines in, in-house <laughs> that we had to sustain, right? So it's copier, paper, toner, labor. We also had to have the fuel costs and hire our part-time students to go drive these out to all the schools. Not to mention the fact that there's also the cost to the school, right? You're taking time from teachers, administrators to take in the paper, use classroom time to hand out paper flyers all over again. So there's a whole, there's a hard cost. Mm -hmm. There's a cost to that soft and hard cost to that. And at $25 per school, um, that's our fee. It's not changed from the day I've joined. Um, that's what it costs uh, to get your flyer out. Twenty-five dollars per school per flyer, um, is what it is, and it's multiple pages. You can do it in Spanish and English. Just so much more cost effective. So you will not find. And we challenge our community organizations. If you're paying less, let us know, um, <laughs> because I, I don't think you can. If you, you know, basically take all yeah. those things into account, you know, fuel cost, copy, or paper, toner, it's hard to find anyone that's going to be doing it for last for 500 copies. So we we yeah. have formulas and and we help folks out as well. I think Kelly wanted to add something if I'm oh. going off on a tangent here.
1: <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I was actually going to say you, you said it's always been the the $25. We actually used to be a little bit more expensive. We did drop our price, so we mm. will never be going up again. <laughs> um, that's cool. So. Yeah,
2: and the the other thing you have to consider for these community orgs, which whenever I launched, I always had one, maybe two, always one organization that was upset that now they had to pay this fee in Peach Jar, and they they would claim you know mm-hmm. it was poor. Then I would say, yeah, but how are you printing it? Well, I was going to Kinkos, or I had a copy machine in house. Yeah. Like, well, that's not free. And then when you factor in the staff time, the tax pay- the actual taxpayer dollars that goes into distributing other people's flyers. That's insane. But then when you talk about the analytics that they're going to get, yeah. and they will actually see the you know, open rates and engagement rates and, and they'll actually know if their flyer went out. Like right now, they get they, they give their paper flyer to a school. They have no idea if it ever goes out. I will tell you, I had one high school that they loved it when people dropped paper flyers off because the first thing those kids did at ASB was come grab that stack of 300 flyers and they took them right over the recycling bin because every week they recycled those flyers yearbook dollars so those <laughs> flyers never went out right so i mean you know and these organizations have no idea if they ever do yeah. or if they just get posted to a website somewhere to die with us they have analytics they know when they go out they know uh what their engagement rates on them were as well which is huge it's that's solid gold right there analytics and data
0: yeah very powerful so anything new and exciting uh coming up keely did you want to jump in there
3: yeah, I was just going to share that you know, a lot of what we're building for the future is really for the families and the parents and the children. Um, that were our, our goal always is to help, um, help the child at home, um, help the parents have access to important information that could, you know, be life changing in some cases. We we laugh. We kind of have two parts uh of Peach We have the fun stuff. You know, we have the local karate camp mm-hmm. um, to make sure that there's inclusivity and all families are receiving the opportunities that are local to them. And then we also have the more serious stuff around mental health awareness, uh, things that we're continuously talking about internally at like, our mm-hmm. all hands weekly meetings where Mike, our CEO, will will share. Again, you know, our mission is really to make a difference mm-hmm. in the world and really help children. So. Although we can't go too deep into the nitty-gritty details of every single thing that we have on our roadmap um, for obvious reasons, we we do keep that in mind. Our mission is always at the forefront of the decisions that we're making and the things that we're innovating. Um and just to you know go back to the conversation from the traditional paper flyers to, to what we're doing with the modern era. Um, deeper analytics is something that we're always looking to refine and enhance within our platform. Accessibility is always top of mind, uh, staying on top of accessibility. Um, advancing our distribution features. You know, we've done that with the schedule distribution that we chatted about earlier. Uh, having grade-specific distribution. So parents are receiving the, the information that's relevant to their kiddos per their grade. Um, So really, a a lot of amazing things. And I think I just touched on a a couple of some of the uh, more important focus items that we have. Um, But again, it really comes down to how do we make this better for for the families at the end of the day. And I I love that we share that mission with our districts, because we know that that's top of mind for them as well.
2: Yeah, the only thing I'll add there and kind of touched on already, but is that we are working with some very critical national partnerships to bring national resources to bear in local communities, uh, which also just, you know, goes to show our level of commitment to making sure that everyone has access and there's equity across the board to these resources. If you think we are just about digital flyers, stay tuned because we are headed in some really incredible ways and some really incredible directions. And we are always looking up and trying to figure out how we can um, make things better. So stay tuned. It's going to get really exciting.
0: Nice. And I'll say if we have a lot of new people in the field because our field is growing, so they listen to this podcast and they're all Matthew fans. And uh, if you're one of the districts, you're new to your role and you're I would check to see if you're still using paper flyers at your schools because you can come in and kind of be a hero throughout your system because it is change. It'll, it'll be a little bit of um, change for people that it can be uncomfortable, especially in school districts where we sometimes move a little slow, but um, we did it a decade ago and it'll be one of those things like, how, how is it 2023? And we're still using paper flyers in our district. The read rates are just better. The enrichment is better. It's, I mean, it's, you're going to, it's actually like a negative cost. I mean, it's just remarkable. So if you're thinking about it, trust me, they are a sponsor of the school PR podcast, but I've been using them for a decade. I don't endorse uh, partners, lightly companies, lightly Matthew will tell you, if people ask me about a company that I don't like, I'll tell them not to use it and I'll give them every reason why, because there's, yes, there's, there's some in the space that, uh, I don't think have a good mission and culture like you guys and you don't need it, but they're selling it. But peach jar is one where it's just going to bring so much value to your students, your families, your parents, seamless to use customer support. is amazing. I could pick up a phone and get in touch with somebody anytime day or night. And the good thing is I don't have to, cause it just works. <laughs> so, it just works. Hey, speaking
2: sad. of that, if, if you are newer to the, to the profession, like Ryan just mentioned, be sure to check out peace Jar extra credit where we have a ton of videos loading up. I think we've recorded 40 or 42 videos now, like actual professional development for our, for our profession, Ryan, uh, over at Arcadia and Amber Nuvali over at Arcadia unified have done a couple of videos together. Um, really awesome like media relations, one-on-one camp. We have videos on there from the law firm F3 talking about FOIAs and public records and media releases. And Jen DiRico and I are on there about communications audits and Christine Peck, uh, two videos on there, communications planning and uh, hiring. Uh, we got journey modeling, Uh, man, you name it. How to use your tools with Leslie Bruinton, all your comms tools. Uh, Dr. Whitley over Cumberland County. Um, Sheena Cooper and I did a video uh, the famous Curtis Campbell up in Washington, ChatGPT, like the list goes on and on and on and on. And we're going to keep flying content at you. So if you're not following Peace Jar Extra
0: Credit, be sure to check it out. Yeah, it's great PD, it's free. And I, you know, speaking of Peace Jar, that's one thing that you guys do. You're just, in a lot of these things, you, you talk about the uh, ask to uh, ask to buy ratio and stuff like that, or ask to give. And you guys are giving a lot of free content to people. I mean, all this stuff is like, priceless that you guys are just giving to people for free through peach jar extra credit so it's like some webinars you got to log on to you got to pay you got to go to a conference but you just tune in to peach jar extra credit and matthew's talking to some of the best in the field in the country he's picking and choosing who he's talking to so you're not wasting your time trust me they're all really good minus maybe the arcadia people that you <laughs> did but everyone else is incredible so that's a resource that peach jar is providing you've invested in i mean that's an investment that you peach jar is made so i give uh tip my cat to to mike and peach jar for everything they've done and to continue to support the field in this podcast so appreciate everything you guys have done and uh, for coming on today it was fun
3: super fun thanks ryan
0: love thanks. it and do
3: thanks,
0: you guys want to hear some uh matthew on guitar as we, no, don't. As we exit <laughs> yeah no, the jam. Matthew Jennings. Yeah. So, real quick, I want to thank our other sponsors who Tabasa mentioned Nickel Strategies. They do great things. So, if you need help with any of this sort of stuff, um, check out Nickel Strategy. Our other one, Keely was talking about mental health and how important that is. SoundMind.app, one of my former interns from eons ago, created this amazing. Uh, mental health program that they're in school districts all across the country and they're doing amazing things as we loop Matthew's guitar over and over so check out (laughs) soundmind.com and so if somebody's interested they're one of the few that are still old school papers just check out pcr.com should they contact somebody directly who do they get in hold of who do they get a hold of? It? If they want to know more about
2: us, just uh, yeah. hit up our website and they go to Tabassum or Rachel on our, yeah. dip, <laughs> on our sales team. Um, yeah. And they will, Tabassum or Rachel will reach back out and get something set up with them to show them all about the
0: system and how it works. All right. Peacejar.com. Keely, yep. Kelly, Tabassum. It's a pleasure as always. Appreciate everything. It was so much fun. And somebody keep an eye on Matthew for me. Will you?
4: <laughs> you got it. Yes. You got awesome. it. Ryan, you're closer to him
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that responsibility though, you know that's a tough one By the way, before
4: we go shout out to Ryan because Ryan, I was at um, North Carolina, South Carolina's PRA about two weeks ago and they oh, had yeah. you up there and you, this podcast yep, was did. up there and everyone was writing oh, down. I can't remember yeah. who it was. Miss Robinette. I think it was Melissa Robinette. Yeah. That's yep. And she, she highlighted your podcast as one of yeah. the, the top things to follow for their new school, school PR folks. So uh, something yeah, well, to be said about wow. this.
2: Wisconsin too. Keely and I had somebody come up in Wisconsin. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, you're there. You're the podcast. I want to be on and We're like, let's do it. And so <laughs> we got, we got mm-hmm. another, we got another one coming up on that. So that's awesome.
0: I, I will tell you too. Um, and I hate to give Matthew credit for this, but this year we had a record year of downloads. So we've just, we went double what we did last year and then um, the most all time. So we've been on School PR Podcast, I've been doing now for about six or seven years. And just because the field's growing, we're changing it up with the format. Matthew's been an amazing co-host. We're Lots of people are listening for some reason. It's fun. You got to stop my <laughs> guitar nonsense. I got to make no, that out there longer, I don't I? I love the guitar. You're I just want to keep it going to listen to it all right guys thank you so much thanks for listening to school pr podcast keep telling those stories helping your communities students and families